Bienvenidos a Puentes para la Misión. Bienvenido Nan Pon Pu Misión. Isenai Spoyani. Saubona, welcome to B4M. Yokoso Bridges for Mission. to B4M, Bridges for Mission. My name is Nicole Cox, one of the creative minds behind B4M. And joining me today is my co-host, Jenny. She serves as one of the special assistants to short-term mission. Hello, everyone. We are excited to be bringing you a special short season to highlight international ministry's newest initiative entitled Emerging Leaders. This initiative focuses on youth and young adults 16 to 29 years old. To start our conversation, we have with us today, Melanie Bacow. She is currently serving as a global servant in Lebanon. And we are excited to have her with us today to talk about her faith journey from when she was a young adult to where she is today. Um, so Melanie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Melanie Bacow? Yeah, so I am a former middle school teacher, born and raised in Southern California. I am a third generation Filipino American. And like you said earlier, I am a global servant with international ministries. And I've been living in Beirut, Lebanon for six years, uh, where I teach English to seminary students from all over the Arab world. And I also volunteer with a ministry among migrant domestic workers who live and work in Beirut. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about your faith journey and how you kind of got to where you are now? Yeah, my faith journey is, is tied um, a lot to just my journey and call um, to overseas ministry. Uh, I was born into a Protestant Christian family and I accepted Christ when I was five. I was <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Um, and, um, I was heavily involved in youth group and, uh, my youth group would do a lot of various mission trips all around the world. Uh, locally, I would say in the next state over, <laughs> I was, you know, California, we would go to the Navajo Indian reservation, um, and do short-term mission trips there. Um, but then it was also a very mission-minded church that I grew up in. And so we adopted an unreached people group in the middle of nowhere, China, and um, yeah, I just was discipled there and grew a lot there and believed that God called me into overseas ministry when I was um, a teen in that environment. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my journey <laughs> with both. That's so awesome. What would you say has been the most challenging and the best parts of God's calling on your life. Maybe they're the same thing. I don't know. What, what would you say on those? Yeah. So one of the most challenging I would say is that, um, you know, people are messy and missions is being about, is, is about being with people. <laughs> so I don't just mean in like the extroverted introverted way, but like, you know, people, even the most faithful Christians in your life, uh, they might not fully understand the call that God has on your life uh, when he invites you to participate in ministry. Um, and of course, there's going to be friends or family or co-workers. Um, and sometimes that's really hard. And then finally, when you're doing what 
uh, you think God has prepared you to do or asked you to do. Sometimes it's just hard, like loving people. (laughs) So, uh, and sometimes that struggle like exposes the nastiest, like parts of your heart. Like I've noticed that for myself, just, um, the stripping away of how I thought like quote unquote, this should work or quote unquote, um, like, you know, I was following God's call and it's, it's, and I'm running into issues of people and also myself. And, and that's super challenging. Uh, the best part, (laughs) I want to say one of the best parts for me, I think is actually the flip side of what is most challenging. So that is, you know, even though people are messy and we are messy, like I've been able to experience or bear witness to God still wanting to work in me and through me and through the weaknesses of people for his glory. Um, I've been able to journey with some people through some really incredibly tough situations. Um, things like being present with somebody who is persecuted for their new faith in Jesus, um, or praying with refugee families that have been waiting on the Lord for years and years and years for a new home. Um, the church, and when I say the church, I mean the capital C church, like we stumble along with our misunderstandings of each other and I, our prideful notions of how we have it right. Um, and yet God, he continues to use us and shape us if we're willing to show up and have him lead and guide us. And for me, that has been such a joy um, and probably one of the best parts of um yeah, just showing up and being um, open to letting him, yeah, use me or or experience or see um, some of just uh, hints of his kingdom in some of the darkest places and times. Wow, that that's so beautiful. I love that, and I love the the flip side and kind of how the the most challenging is also sort of the best part. Um, what advice do you have for young adults who are working to discern God's calling on their lives right now? Yeah. So, uh, well, what I found helpful for me was, um, just being intentional and walking alongside others who are also in this place of discerning, um, in that same space. And I, I, I got to do that in university with others in the same major, but sometimes it's hard when you leave university and you graduate and you kind of have to find those pockets of community, like on your own. So I would encourage uh, young people, especially post-college to like really be intentional and trying to find out where those places are. And then I would also say, um, yeah, reach out to some older and wiser uh, Christians in your life who are willing to journey with you in the process. And they might not be people who are necessarily called to the same ministry or the same country as you, but these are just um, older and wiser Christ followers who are just willing to um, lift you up in prayer, fast with you or offer encouragement. Um, And you might find that sometimes they're their journeys um, in discerning some of those things out um, could also speak into your life as well. That's so great. When you and I kind of had a conversation before this interview, you know, talking about the different um, like milestones and the things that, you know, come up in your journey that have pushed you and made you go further. Um, one of the things that I would love to kind of touch on today 
is the Arbana Conference. It is something that the emerging leaders um, will be attending later on this year. Um, and you've mentioned before that you have attended. So I would like to ask you along your faith journey, um, what drew you to attend this conference? Yeah, so I first heard about Urbana um, in high school, probably. And uh, the first time that I went, because I went twice, was actually, I think, my freshman year of college. And I went because a group from my church <laughs> was going. So people um, doing youth ministry and um, a, a whole bunch of my peers were going as well, uh, which was really great because um, I've been doing mission trips with them and growing alongside them. And finally, we had this chance to go and um, our church actually sponsored us to go. There was like, a, I don't know, I want to say like 20 of us or something. And I also heard about Urbana through friends at school as well. So I went to a private Christian school and I was majoring in intercultural studies, which at the time was the, like, I want to be a cross-cultural worker, <laughs> like major. And so um, I went to Urbana at that time with my friends from church, but then I also bumped into a lot of people in the same majors as me and also from my school, which was super, super cool. So, I, I mean, I think initially like, yeah, having the chance to go with a group of people that um, I was already doing mi like missions with and were already mission-minded, that was really awesome. Um, that was kind of like, yeah, the initial, <laughs> my initial experience of why I went. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I have never attended and I am very excited in um, attending later on this year. Um, in addition, you know, to taking some youth with me and having them experience for the first time as well. Um, but you said you've gone twice. So what, you know, what about your first experience kind of drew you to it to attend um, again? And how much time was in between you attending the first time and the second time? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. So um, I remember going to Urbana and everybody will say the same thing about Urbana. If it's your first time, everybody will say that it's like um, a slice of heaven because you have like thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are all under one roof, uh, praising God, listening to stuff about missions and um, singing all these worship songs and like different languages and people from all over the globe, uh, not just Americans. And so being like swept up and wrapped up in that was like super cool. And, you know, already at that time I was interested in missions. Obviously I was at Urbana with a group of people doing, um, short-term mission trips and stuff like that. Um, but I remember leaving Urbana thinking, man, it would be really cool to return back here again. Uh, when I'm actually, um, in a place in my life where I'm, I'm ready to go, or I'm ready to look into agencies because at that time I was only a freshman in college and most Urbana um, participants are in college. It's a student missions conference, right? So um, yeah, I just kind of tucked that away um, for many years and okay, now I have to do the math in my head, but maybe it was something like 12 or 13 years later, um, I went to Urbana second time. And, uh, and that's exactly what happened was I was finally at a, a place where in, in my call and in my journey, where I thought, okay, I'm actually ready at that time, actually, I was already um, talking to several other organizations as well. And I just thought, 
it would be great to be go back to Urbana where there's hundreds of these ministries and organizations under one roof and I could have one-on-one conversations with them. Um, and then also just have like <laughs> the, the big Urbana, you know, experience, which I loved uh, again. So that's why I went to Urbana the second time around. And actually it was very beneficial because that's where I met folks at international ministries and um, yeah. <laughs> So since you attended Urbana twice and had very different experiences with both, you know, with both of them being fantastic um, and in different stages of your life being, um, you know, stepping stones for where you are today um, with the emerging leader initiative, with the cohorts that we've developed, you know, we are taking um, some youth and young adults later this year to the conference. Um, So my question for you, for others that are out there who may be listening, who are young adults, um, would you recommend that they attend this conference, whether it be, you know, on their own or um, with a with a church group or with a group of friends um, as they go through their discernment process? Yes, um, definitely. For sure. If you are discerning um, a call into missions um, or you just really desire to have a taste of what God is doing globally and not just in America. I totally um, advise that you go. I mean, there's, there's no other conference really like it. Um, It's massively huge. There's a ton, a ton of resources and they always have amazing speakers who um, are speaking into, you know, this topic of, of missions, especially overseas, but I know you didn't ask me this, but can I offer some pieces of advice for people who are going to attend? Okay, if that's okay. Um, I would just recommend that, you know, sometimes, especially a conference like Urbana, because it's it's not like any conference you've ever gone to. I mean, just size-wise, it's huge. Um, sometimes it's really easy to get caught up into the hype and this, the excitement, and it's so real and totally exciting, but you can also get really overwhelmed with all of the pieces of information shared. And so I would encourage you to just make sure that you take out time to process uh, the pieces of information, your feelings, the little tugs on your heart, the things that kind of grab you with the Lord. Um, And I I know, especially if you're going as a group or as a cohort or with your church group, like I did, you're, you're definitely going to have those times to process that with other people. And that's super important, but, you know, make sure, you know, you write them down. If you journal, journal about it, write down your questions and your doubts. And I would also recommend that you have some of your people, like air quotes here, you can't see it on the podcast, like some people around you back, back home in your community who are probably not, not attending or banner with you at that time, but that are willing to be praying for you during your time at Urbana and also willing to hear about your experiences and some of the the things that you were challenged by after the conference. And um, yeah, I think that's also helpful in your, just your journey overall in discerning what God is doing in your life and asking you to do uh, for the future. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, for me, as being a leader for taking some young adults later this year, those are wonderful hit, you know, tips and um, things to keep in mind when we go as well. Um, Jenny and I had already kind of started the process of thinking, you know, we do need to have debriefs and touch bases and things like that. And that just really just, you know, encourages us, um, even as team leaders, to make sure we have that time 
um, and to encourage them to do it solo as well, you know, not just with us as a group, but, you know, in their rooms at night or during the day um, to journal and to take notes and things like that. Um, so I thank you so much for being with us today and, you know, talking to us about your journey as a young adult to where your journey has led you today. Um, you know, these cohort members and those and that are listening who are young adults working through this process, you know, journeys are different. Um, and as you said, people can be messy and your journey will be messy, but you know, that flip side, that challenge that it also is just beautiful. Um, and you never know what stepping stones God will put before you, whether it's a conference, whether it's a person, whether it's a class, you know, a trip, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but you know, to keep taking those steps, um, cause you never know where you'll end up, you know, serving cross-culturally, you know, outside of the U S you know, may not have been on your radar when you were young and first attended or brought up, but you know, here you are and, um, have a beautiful ministry. So we just thank you so much, um, for being with You're us welcome. today, um, yeah. and sharing your story. Thanks. It's been so great to have you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you listeners for joining us today. As we move forward with this special season for emerging leaders, the next two episodes, you will actually get to hear from current cohort members and you don't want to miss it. Applications for the emerging leader cohorts are now opened until April 30th. Um, to find more information, please visit internationalministries.org, all one word, and click on global mission, serve, and then emerging leaders. On this webpage, you will find more information about the cohorts and the online application. If you have any questions, please reach us at elc at internationalministries.org. Until next time.